0: course the olympics have been in the news in the prior weeks to this week's show we're going to keep up the team aspect of international sports as we're going to talk about the u.s youth fly fishing team of course we all know in the past year and a half the the challenges there have been in travel not only domestically but especially internationally and we're going to find out what the us youth fly fishing team has in store as they put the 2021 2022 team together we know in prior years they had plenty of clinics going on here there and everywhere as they added team members to the team so we're going to find out about that but first let us introduce ourselves the outdoor guys from jesse browns i'm bill barty and right there's wes lawson
1: Well, Bill, it's good to be here and excited to talk with you and Tucker Horn about the U.S. Youth Fly Fishing Team and what's been going on in the last COVID year or so and what the future
0: has in store. Well, with that being said, we're going to jump in right now because they have a clinic that's going to be taking place at the Nanahala Nanahala Outdoor Center up in Bryson City. Sorry, as I get my words together. And we're going to find out about that with the team manager, Tucker Horn. Welcome to the Carolina Outdoors.
2: Hey, uh, Bill and Wes, thanks for having me on again. Uh, always a pleasure to be on your show and talk U.S. Youth Fly Fishing Team stuff with you.
0: Well, tell us about the past year, because in prior years, the U.S. Youth Team was traveling internationally, and uh, you know they were well-traveled domestically, whether it be Pennsylvania, out west, here in North Carolina, because the team consists of people from all over the country Tell us about the challenges of keeping a team together with attrition from graduation and people aging out to new people coming onto the team and having to be in places around the world or around the country.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest thing that that has been the, the biggest challenge for the team right now is we haven't been able to hold clinics. So we have a lot of people aging off the team. Typically the team carries 12 16 members and right now we have seven members aging off this year with really some spots to fill Um, some spots for 12 to 18 year old kids that want to become better fly fisher men or women we we are co-ed we uh we we accept males and females um for our clinics but um really we have some spots you know that are going to be open on the team and that starts that whole process of making the team starts with attending a clinic. Um, clinics are really cool; they're really informative. I don't think we've ever gotten any bad feedback from a clinic, which is you know pretty pretty awesome considering we've been doing it for as long as we have. Hey Tucker, so, what does what?
0: Yeah, yeah, tell us what what a clinic consists of.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we bring in some of the best instructors from around the country, and we work in groups and one-on-one with the the participants to develop them into better fly anglers. So they don't have to be an expert when they come in. It is good if they have a knowledge of like how to tie knots, um, how to like land fish, how to rig a rod. Typically that's kind of the the precursor to attending a clinic is they know how to do those things. Um, But oftentimes they come in with as little experience as just, you know, completing like fly fishing merit badge or, you know, a, a weekend, you know, fly fishing course somewhere. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's for really any ability level past, you know, knowing knots, knowing how to cast a little bit. Uh, most of the kids know how to tie some flies. Um, but it's a really great way of, of gaining access to top-notch instructors. Um, this North Carolina clinic, we've got Michael Bradley, who's represented the U.S., and at least two maybe three world championships um he's from north carolina he lives in cherokee and he's a a great angler and a great instructor we've got gordon vanderpool who's a full-time guide and owns a guiding operation in franklin north carolina we've got josh miller who's a veteran of the u.s fly fishing team coming down we've got joe clark who's been competing for a really long time we're going to have an appearance by matt brown who's kind of a local casting legend in north carolina but he's written basically a physics textbook on fly casting he's very interesting you might recognize his name from fly fishing shows but everybody will get a chance to work with him um paul bork is going to make an appearance paul coached the u.s youth fly fishing team to uh three world championships uh in a four year span and coached several individual medalists while he was the coach of the u.s youth fly fishing team so Paul's going to be there. We've just got a really, really great uh, coaching staff, you know, that'll be at this clinic.
1: And this and this clinic is coming up in North Carolina, over there at the Nantahala Outdoor Center, September 10th through 12th. Tucker, how can folks sign up or get a young angler signed yeah. up for that clinic?
2: Yeah, uh, the, the easiest way to do that is to go to usangling.org, click on the drop down for the disciplines, uh, click on fly, and then click on USA youth fly fishing team and you'll see it right there on that homepage.
1: Perfect. Now, you know, Tucker, we talk about fly fishing a lot or fishing in general, a lot on the Carolina outdoors and oftentimes it's more as an escape or for the meditative kind of uh, pursuits, but this is competition. Lay out for us what competitive fly fishing really is. What does that look like?
2: Yeah, this is one of the questions I get asked most often. And it's a really easy answer to me. Um, it surrounded me with people that love to fly fish. Um, so there's obviously a lot of different clubs out there of people that like to fly fish, Trout Unlimited, FFI, you know, Carolina Fly Fishing Club. This is a little different. This brings in the competition element. Um, we also have a conservation focus. Um, I don't think any members on our team, I don't think anybody would not consider them an expert in, uh, in, in conservation for their age. They know a lot about, the watersheds that they fish, how to conserve the species, and they know a lot about the environment, which is really cool. Um, we, we incorporate a, a conservation component into uh, every clinic that we do, and uh, that's cool. Um, but, but back to what you really asked is why, why competitive fly fishing. Um, and my answer would be who doesn't love to catch a lot of fish? Um, the tactics <laughs> that competitive fly fishermen and women use um they they catch more fish in almost every scenario and it's not just european nymphing that's that's such a big part of it um competitive anglers streamer fish um competitive anglers you know dry fly fish uh some world championships have dry fly only sessions um we just had a clinic out and i'm not a clinic a, a team practice in out of bozeman montana and you know we were having a good time and. The the most successful tactic out there for us was throwing a hopper with a dropper under it. Super fun. I mean, uh, I think the the competition brings forth really awesome tactics. Sure. So um, if we're, if
1: we're salt when a saltwater competition, we've got big boats, big war wagons. We're taking way off out over the horizon. If it's a bass contest, I've got a you know I've got my bass boat with 300 horsepower, and I'm going to fly all over the lake from one hole to the next. How does it set up for fly fishing? Because obviously we're not doing those things. Is there a beat? Are you kind of restricted to an area? Yeah. How how does all yeah. that play out?
2: Okay, so uh, I'm going to use the world championship scenario. Typically sure. a world yeah. championship has five different sectors or venues, um, and there are beats marked on each of those sectors if they're rivers. And if you're on a lake, you're in a boat with a partner, and uh, – You In the rivers, you are fishing just against your group that is fishing the same river when you're fishing that river. Gotcha. So um, you are competing against your group and trying to catch the most fish in your group, and you get assigned a placing point um, after that session is complete, and your goal is to have the smallest number of placing points at the end of the tournament. So by by competing just against those that are in your group, uh, it's a much more level playing field because of the numbers of fish that are caught.
1: Mm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Like,
2: yeah. uh, you're assigned a random beat, and you stay in that beat. Usually the beats in, beats in a river are 200 to 300 yards long. There's plenty of water. Um, usually, you know, there's, there's an even distribution of fish in that much water.
0: Our guest is Tucker Horn. His day job, TH social media, his other job, manager of the U.S. Youth Fly Fishing Team, he's joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors. So we can learn a little bit more about fly fishing, the U.S. Youth Team, the clinic that's upcoming at the Nanahela Outdoor Center September 10th through the 12th, and how to sign up and how to become a better fly angler. And with that being said, Tucker, I want to ask you a question. You mentioned a few of them because competitive fly fishing, not only at the youth level but at the world level, um, um adult level and otherwise has brought in kind of a new era of fly fishing for many and it is birthed at the competitive level i believe but um check nymphing euro nymphing that has come on strong is that dominating the youth team these days, or are people continuing? I know you mentioned the streamer and dry fly, but is the dominating form of fishing these days Euro?
2: Yeah, for, for competitive anglers, European nymphing is kind of the, the standard. Um, but at the end of the day, we want to catch as many fish as possible, and uh, we do that using a variety of techniques and tactics. I think a lot of people think that the kids on the youth team or the adults on the the U.S. team, um, they only know how to European nymph, and that couldn't be farther from the truth.
0: And for our listeners the out there, a, will you yeah, explain one, uh, what, what you're j- just in a general way? Euro nymphing, European nymphing, Czech nymphing, that sort of thing is pretty much a minimalistic approach. Not a bobber, not a strike indicator. Your uh, your jig hook is direct directly bouncing the bottom in the fish's face. You set the set the hook off of feel more than sight uh, in many yeah. cases, and little, therefore a little bit of sight. A little bit of sight, <laughs> and then but nonetheless, um, you're catching more fish because uh, of that technique. And at a competitive yeah. competitive level, um, that upping the numbers really is important
2: yeah yeah i mean that's that's absolutely correct and one of the things that's so important uh the european nymphing is the leader um but the the leader is like the quintessential european nymphing you have to have it to euro nymph um i use like six feet of 12 pound uh leader material and then three feet of 10 pound leader material and then three feet of eight pound leader material and then three feet of indicator tippet. So, I mean, you're talking a really long leader. I mean, that's um, that's a 15-foot long leader, and you don't even have your tippet tied on yet. So, typically, you might have five to six feet of tippet on the end of that leader. So, you're, you're talking a completely different setup than most fly fishing. So, a lot of people see it, and they're like, oh, what is this? I don't know anything about this. But really, that leader that I just read out, I mean, that'll turn over a dry fly, a single dry fly just fine. Um it's really it's pretty cool, you know. I mean, it's it, it works.
1: Well, we um, we've, we've certainly seen a, a we've seen a huge increase feeder. in that. I
2: can also throw two streamers. Um I can throw dry dropper, I can throw hot, hopper dropper with that. I can throw two big mop flies, I can throw an egg and a mop to just make sure I'm getting flies down. There's a lot that can really be done with that leader setup. It's something worth looking into if you really want to take your fly fishing to the next level.
1: Yeah, So, Tucker, I would imagine one of the challenges of having a dispersed team like the U.S. Youth Fly Fishing Team where your members, all of them, uh, are spread out all over the place. Even in a non-COVID situation, it could be tough to have team gatherings to help people feel like they are part of something in these, not just these clinics, but these practices. How often do you all actually get together physically um, for these practices? What does it take to, to logistically pull this
2: off? yeah i mean finances are the biggest thing uh it, it's not cheap to to host a, an event in fishy places in fishy seasons i mean places like bozeman montana in the summer are very expensive so we make a really strong effort of keeping costs down through different grants and through private donations um we're always accepting donations if anybody ever feels compelled to give um but uh it's hard to get people to give money to just get people to fish. So that's Mm. why we've got a conservation element and that's why we've really tried to make things more affordable and stuff like that. So our clinic costs are, are relatively low and are kind of subsidized by grants and stuff. But the biggest challenge for us is scheduling things when people can come to be at them. So, Kids have different school schedules all around the country. Um, and that's a huge challenge for us. And during COVID, it's been even an even greater challenge. Um, we are announcing that we are going to hold a national championship this year. And we're going to do that in conjunction with Casting for Hope. We're going to be using some of their uh, private trout water uh, in Bakersville, which is really, really an awesome thing for the team. We're going to have a four-session national championship. And we're going to be bringing kids in. From all over the United States to fish in this national championship, and that—that that is all people that have qualified for the national championship by completing one of these clinics. And so again, by com- completing one of the clinics, you'll get an invitation to in the national championship, and that's just a really, really awesome event um, that gives people some competition experience.
0: Again, that clinic upcoming September tenth through the twelfth, Nanaheala Outdoor Center, Bryson City. Um, you can go to Instagram. Um, uh, the handle is usyfft. That's correct, yeah. And you can also head over to the U.S. Youth Fly Fishing Team page on Facebook. Hey, real quick before we run out of time, what else is happening besides the youth world? What's happening, um, federation wise in the great big world out there?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I am a board member of the U.S. Angling Confederation, and we've uh, got lots of cool events coming up. You'll see the youth team website on the U.S. Angling website, but um, you will also see lots of other disciplines of fishing. So if you want to get involved in in any competitive fishing, U.S. Angling is your hub for that. Um, so, so check out that website. There's a USA Bass team. There's a USA Kayak fishing team. There's a USA Ice fishing team. There's really all sorts of teams. Um, where you can get involved in just competitive fishing in general so check out the website uh poke around a little bit and you might find something even if you're not a fly fisherman, that you really enjoy
0: man about town tucker horn thank you for coming on with us and thank you for uh pointing us in the right direction for both or all causes whether it be uh, any kind of f- uh, fishing or if we are between the ages of 12 and 18 and have an interest in fly fishing, a wonderful clinic with a world-class group of people instructing September 10th through the 12th, Bryson City. It's always great having you on and learning a little bit of what's happening out there in the great big world.
2: Yeah, thanks so much, Bill and Wes. I can't wait to join you guys again.
0: Let's do it. Off he goes, Tucker Horn, and off we go. Wes Lawson there, Bill Barty here, but just for a moment, we're going to be back on the other side. You're listening to the Carolina Outdoors.